0: The following live recording of Swami Vivekananda Saraswati is presented by agamayoga.com.
1: Can you speak a little bit about the difference maybe between detachment and stupidity? I mean, if someone asks me for spare change, should I give them my rent money?
0: Detachment is definitely having nothing to do with stupidity, exactly as non-violence has anything to do with weakness. right? It's uh, the, the whole point, I mean, detachment actually requires a superior intelligence. No, you are not detached if a beggar asks you for money and you give them the money knowing they are going to buy booze and kill themselves or get drugs and get an overdose. That's not detachment, that is stupidity. So detachment doesn't mean that you are... Because that is, you are emotionally conditioned. Oh, I have to be nice. I have to, Swami said, be nice to the old ladies and help them cross the street. But maybe they don't want to cross the street, no? How are you going to help somebody cross the street when they don't want to cross the street? Why should I give money to a beggar when I know... If I want to practice detachment, then somebody is asking me for money and I'm telling them, wait a little bit. So I'm going to the next kiosk, buying a loaf of bread and then I'm giving them a piece of bread and I'm even breaking it in two, and I'm giving it half to one, and half to another one. And in this way I know they are not going to sell the bread, they will have to eat it, at least I gave them food. I'm not giving them money to go and buy themselves booze. So you can actually practice lots of intelligence with your detachment. The detachment is completely... not a Swami Ramakrishna, Paramahamsa Ramakrishna, who was such a great yogi, he said a yogi should be good, But he should not be stupid. There's a big difference between good and being stupid. So actually, stupidity is not encouraged at all. On the contrary, always find the intelligent solution, but intelligent also with the heart. Because sometimes the intelligence can be just cruel. Not a cruel intelligence, a compassionate intelligence. Can a person get attached to spiritual path? Yes, a person can get even attached to the spiritual path. And in the case the person uh, remains attached to lower levels of the path, like many monks and nuns in Christian monasteries, you no know, clinging to it like this is my religion, this is my monastery, this is this and that. That's exactly a fiasco, that's a total fiasco in spirituality. Theoretically, the spiritual line is conceived in such a way that if you practice it sincerely and intensely, it destroys this attachment. Like it's a sort of practice in which you burn your own bridge. You cut the branch under you. So, the spirituality is devised in such a way that your attachment to your spiritual practice will self-annihilate. It's a self-destruct product. And after you did that for six years, suddenly it's like, where is my attachment? I have no attachment, and yet I do it with my heart full of love, and I do everything amazingly, but I'm not attached to it in any way. If it doesn't go that way, it means either the path is wrong, or your approach to that path is wrong. So it is possible, that's what Chogyam Trungpa called spiritual materialism. And there is a beautiful booklet written by the pupils of Chogyam Trungpa from his own saying, which is called Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism. Some people want to have many spiritual books. Some people want to have many mantras. Some people want to have many initiations. They collect spiritual items as if they were money or porcelains from China or something like this, you know? That's spiritual materialism because the problem is did you reach any spiritual accomplishment or are you just piling up books and initiations and things like that. So it is possible one has to pay attention to that. If you see it happening in your life, it's not a good sign. Um,
1: Hi, Namaste. I had two questions. Uh, One is, um, when we're speaking about non-attachments in relationships, so let's say if your partner, for example, was unfaithful to you, um, and then you find out. And so obviously there is a natural feeling, human emotion, that rises up of being hurt, that either A, may come from Anahata or Sadhashana. Um where, where does non-attachment, does that, does that mean the feeling that you're feeling, is that because you're attached to the person? Or, um, yeah, that's my question.
0: You know, in the Bible there is this parable of the prodigal son that the prodigal son, after going and wasting himself, he finally comes back to his father, who is grateful, and the prodigal son can't even believe that this father still behaves nice to him, and he says, I wasted my life, I wasted your money, and you still treat me good, and the father says, it's a celebration, because you are dead, and now you are alive. And therefore, um, the point here is that detachment does not mean, again, weakness or stupidity. There is, like, there are people who try to play detachment and then their detachment will be a reaction of stupidity. No? Like, surely the the father of the prodigal son felt a sorrow in his heart when the prodigal son took his money and went in the world to spend them and to waste himself. No? So the divine consciousness, if you are wasting your life, If you live the life of an animal when you are born to be a brilliant human being the cosmic consciousness as well as the saints and the buddhas of the past present and future compassionately weep for you because you are wasting a perfectly good opportunity and of course nobody is happy that you are wasting yourself they don't suffer like somebody who has been betrayed by an unfaithful boyfriend like you were our child and now look at you, you are practicing satanism or you are spiritually indifferent. And thus I feel betrayed and I turn against you and I don't love you anymore. They still love you, but there is a sorrow for the fact that you are taking all the wrong turns. And if you come back, there is a great joy and celebration. So the love never ends, but that again doesn't mean that, it's atta- that it should be accompanied by attachment. So don't think that if you are at the level of Rumi or of Ramakrishna or of Laleshvari, the poetess, you don't feel some sort of sorrow. It's not that emotional pain where you get like completely all over the place and hysterical and depressed and suicidal and really, uh, you know, because your boyfriend uh, betrayed you or something. There is no betrayal because your boyfriend doesn't belong to you and you don't belong to him. It's just something which is happening in this lifetime. And unless you have found a way to make this relationship last forever, like Shiva and Parvati, you, you don't really belong to each other in any way because you don't have the power to decide what's going to happen after you are going to die. After you die you go in one astral universe, he goes in another astral universe, you are going to see each other again in 55,000 years when your karma finally revolves back No, you don't feel like you are being betrayed, but you should neither be stupid, like Swami Vivekananda said that I should be detached, and this means I I behave like a stupid jellyfish. We are having a beautiful relationship, I'm giving you the best of me, I'm loving you. In this situation, I think you are dragging yourself through the mud, you are like the prodigal son, you just wanted to see how it is to have sex with a Thai prostitute, you know? Instead, I love you, you love me, you just needed to do some bare sex with you. know, okay, you went, I feel some sorrow, because you are really not treating yourself well, first of all. I love you forever. I am very happy if our love can grow and go deeper. But at the same time, I'm not ready to just take any bullshit or compromise. Like, I love you. No, Maybe I'm not going to have any partner. Or something, you know. It doesn't mean that I have to punish myself. But maybe that's the way I feel, you know. So, I'm not going into hate or anything. My love is there. If it's truly love, it shall never die. Because love never dies. Only attachment dies, comes and goes. And my love never dies. But it doesn't mean that I have to put up with all the shit. Like, although I love you, I can have a firm position. Precisely because I love you. Like, if you are dragging yourself through mud, don't make me part of your mud. I can help you if you are in trouble. If you go to prison, I come and cook food for you in prison. I am ready to go to any sacrifice and to any length for you. But, I am also a child of God and I have to stay vertical. I have to stand vertical. You know, I love you and I am ready for any sacrifice. But at the same time, doing that with dignity. I don't need it. There is humbleness and I can take lots of humiliation. Everybody will think, oh, how stupid she is because he betrayed her and she still loves him. People don't understand. It's their problem. I still love, but at the same time, I have to save us. Remember the legend of Faust. Faust is practicing black magic to seduce Margareta and he seduces her, which in those days was a sort of defilement, a soiling of the soul. And... And Margareta goes to the monastery and she prays for her soul and for his soul. So when Faust is dying and his soul is about to be taken to hell because he signed the contract with the devil, what saves him? The prayers of Margareta. And Goethe ends with that beautiful, amazing sentence which says, The feminine eternal always saves us. No? This is this is love indeed. Like I don't stop loving but you cannot make me part of shit as well, no? Like, if you are satanistic, I will not be satanistic with you. I still love you, because you are still a child of God, and you are in my heart. There is a difference, therefore, between weakness and stupidity, and having a relationship which is with detachment. The detachment gives you the power to be vertical, not to become anybody's doormat, to have the dignity, And at the same time, it gives you the power to humiliate yourself till the deepest level. You can give the last drop of blood from you without becoming garbage, without being a jellyfish. Like Mahatma Gandhi. He gave himself to India without humiliating. He was humble, and at the same time, he did not make himself into a wet cloth. The politicians wanted to use Mahatma Gandhi as a ping-pong ball to make him serve their purposes. Mahatma Gandhi never became the toy of anybody, whatever people think. He was his own person. Would, um, so
1: I get confused, especially being the background of dharma, following your duty um, in your family of like working and you know doing all the normal stuff, quote-unquote. Um, instead of following your own spirituality and your own spiritual path.
0: Dharma does not apply to people who commit themselves to spirituality. Dharma did not apply to him. Dharma did not apply to Ramakrishna, to Shivananda, to Mirabai, to Laleshvari, to whoever. When you go into pure spirituality, all the other dharmic obligations fall apart up till a certain level. Like remember that both this guy and Shivananda, they dropped even their children. And still they are praised. No, this is a hobo. He left. He left a wife, widow. Indian widows were garbage in those days. He left the child. He left the parents. He left the kingdom. He is a very bad man, and yet everybody worships him. Why do we worship him when he did so many antisocial acts? Because by earning nirvana, he compensates millionfold the little trouble which he caused to a handful of people. And thus, in spirituality, it is considered that you can pay for your trespasses if indeed you reach spirituality. The tragic thing is if you pretend you are interested in spirituality and you screw up your social dharma and then you don't do the spiritual things either. Then Sri Aurobindo says you are going to fall between two chairs. You didn't sit on your chair and you pretended you are going to sit on that chair And you fell between them and that's not good for anybody that's why we tell to people practice spirituality till your level if you feel that you've got the salt in you to do what that man did go for it if not learn to know your measure there is a measure of all things if you can do what mirabai did follow her if you don't feel you've got the devotion of mirabai stay quiet so that's the only thing. Don't spoil things when you cannot build something instead. But if you feel that you can build, then it's very important to follow your heart because this is a gift from God. This was a live recording of Swami Vivekananda Saraswati.
1: For more information, visit us on agamayoga.com or go directly
0: to agamayoga.com downloads.